your, you know, your goal. This is so true of who you are, just a giver and open-hearted and excellent in all you do. And you never make an excuse, right? Like you just always are saying yes to an amazing opportunity. So thank you so much. So those are the those of people who don't know how freaking amazing you are, I mean, you are a five-time award-winning uh, public speaker. You are a seasoned TV journalist. You've been on NBC. Um, there's a list here. Um, you've you've mastered this speech. Kind of want to hear about your story. About it's called the M Factor, right? Um, marketing, messaging, and mind masterminding. And you actually took number one in the international uh, public speaking contest in Las Vegas. I want to hear about this, but before we go there, you've been on TV, talk show, radio. I mean, you have your own show and you have a company where you help entrepreneurs uh, take themselves to the next level in every way. And we're so excited to hear more from you. If I missed anything, I'm sure there's so much more you've done, but I just wanted to kind of highlight um, a little bit about just the wonderful, powerful woman you are. So I'm well, you're so kind. I think there's one thing I'm a little bit proud of, and that's in the past year, I've probably coached several hundred entrepreneurs while um, I was in a PhD program for mastering leadership. So I get to add master leader to yes. my file. And if I might add that to me is more important than anything, not the title, of course, but where we are in our leadership. It determines the success in our relationships and our business and honestly in life. Yeah. Because it's all in how we look at it. Right. Tell me more about that. I mean, how did you get it? I mean, you have a PhD now. That's that's like, are you freaking kidding me? Well, okay, let's 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 clarify that. The PhD program in mastering leadership is created by Heartcore. So it's not a traditional PhD, though the right. though the, the accomplishment is called right. a PhD. Right. Um, so however, it is attainable for most people who are willing to get out of their comfort zone, take on not others but themselves, because here's what I've figured out. We get in our way more than anything else. Right. I mean money, circumstances, all of that is figure outable. But if we cannot be brave and courageous and recognize when we're not at our best and just admit it and be willing to make mistakes and get messy, right. we're not going to run down a dream and we're not going to live a full, complete life. Right. So I just find that no matter what you're up to in the game of business, you get to embrace your leadership. And if you haven't yet, great. <laughs> There's plenty of opportunity. Yeah. So, so much opportunity. Tell me more about, cause our topic today is how to tell your story to accelerate your business growth. And I think, you know, our viewership, people who are entrepreneurs, wealth creators, coaches, you know, they are people who work with people like us, but you've mastered this, this idea of, you know, leading yourself, but also telling your story along the way and how important that is in order to accelerate the growth of your business because people don't know who you are. They don't know if they want to work with you. Am I right? Like, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, no matter how amazing you, I was just trying to share <laughs> the broadcast to make sure um, I see we're on Facebook, um, but I'll, I'll see what I can do to, I'll be sure to share this with my viewers if they can't see it yet. Um, yeah. I, you know, the main thing is you get to recognize that no matter how fabulous you, your products and services are, if nobody knows about it, you're dead in the water. <laughs> yeah. So 
So yeah. if you can't succinctly share what you do, how you serve and the game that you're up to, then you're, you're dead in the water in a group setting because nobody's going to find you memorable. Your message and your story is so powerful when you're clear and willing to open up and share it with others. Granted, most people don't wake up laser clear on their story, powerful with their branding and comfortable in mass talking about it. But that's what right. I do. And that's what I found my gift is because as a journalist first, so working for all those TV networks through the years and in radio and all that fun mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. I've really learned that there's, there's, you know, if people are taking notes, you can write this down five right. W's and a Y that are a game changer. So if you can just get clear on who, where, when, and why you do what you do and how, so the five W's and an H, you are going to be emphatically clear to those and you will capture yeah. the right people. Um, it's when we delete our why, for instance, you know, um, I, I serve entrepreneurs because mm. um, it lights me up to see people living their dream. And my yes. gift is helping people not only see the dream, but figure out the ways, no matter what, whatever it takes to get there. And it always starts with being willing to share your personal story, your passion, your right. why. I so love that. that. So valuable. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, you didn't just start out as a, a seven figure earner and like doing all these amazing things. So, I mean, and I think it's important to say that, that you, what you have built is, is, is hit over seven figures and, and just being able to like move to LA and um, live, you know, where all the boats are. I mean, just the dreams that you, you have hit in your life are so outstanding that I think it's important to maybe look back for a second and tell a little bit about your story about how you got here. Gosh, yes. I mean, it was far from um, a aspiring to, to top out in big finance. I just wanted to figure out a way to share people's stories initially. And you know, a lot of that paid terribly. I worked in West Virginia where Walmart, bless yeah. their hearts, was the center of the universe, the talk of town. That's where all the action happened. If you can imagine such a small town. Um, I went there with people from all over the world to just get on TV, to learn what it's like to work for a network. Um, and I was willing to take that risk. And I'll tell you what, it was tough. I left everybody I knew. Um, mm. everything that was familiar to me in my hometown. And I'm a city girl by nature um, to go to this small town. And um, it was really sheer persistence and, and recognizing that, you know, at first I just took everybody's advice. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. how do you get into journalism? Uh, well, you go to journalism school, then you become a journalist. <laughs> how do you get into TV? Somebody told me do internships. So I did five. The wow. cool part about that was along the way, I got to work with Barbara Walters when she wow. was creating The View, um, ABC Sports, while I was still in college, I had a friend who, who needed support and was, was a little older than me working there ahead of me, and, um, who was also a student at Marist College where I went. Um, and so I started initially when I didn't know what to do, and this is not a bad theory, I just tried whatever I heard worked. And eventually I found myself in a multitude of TV stations and I didn't love it. Gio, um, one day I looked into the camera as a TV anchor and I literally thought I'm bored out of my mind. I'm reading off the teleprompter. And that's literally when you get to the top tier 
um, you read. And for me, I would rewrite what was written because things are even written for you. So it's like so boring. Um, and it was a little depressing. Fires and murders. I mean, gosh, I would hate to be a journalist right now. It's just such a heartbreaking time. The headlines are so grim. So when I received an email, and here's the fun twist in the story from a doctor that said, Meredith, can you help me save lives? I thought, ah, oh, something with purpose and meaning. Tell me more. Turns out he had a marketing problem. And the marketing problem stemmed on him not knowing how to tell his story. He was a funny doctor, but he really believed, because he worked in the colon cancer awareness world, oh. <laughs> that most people needed to get a colonoscopy and nobody wants that. Like, hello, yeah. nobody wants to shove a tube. You know where to do, you know what? Yeah. Agia, a marketing problem. He didn't know how to share his story of saving lives and make it land. So get this. Here's what we came up with. The leave no behind behind campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that. And we put that slogan, which was even more fun, on the back of panties. And the doctor oh used to have um, a race, a 5K colon cancer awareness race. And I encouraged him to be the sponsor. And Gia, we gave away pink panties with leave no behind behind to so all the racers. <laughs> they went crazy over them. They put them on over their pants, over oh their shirts. Oh my shorts. gosh, I love and it. And it was literally hundreds of people with my doctor's logo, phone number, website, and leave no behind behind on their behinds. Oh and my gosh, I love yes, it. Then pink panties got picked up. ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, they were all there. Thank God it was a slow news day. And the next day, cover of the local newspaper, leave no behind behind. Wow. And imagine the impact that began to have on this doctor. He went from 1.2 to $2.6 million in less than six months. And I comfortably wow. said, I should listen to my mama who always told me to do marketing. And I walked away from full-time TV and, and recognized that people really needed a creative approach right? support around sharing their stories. And it was way more rewarding than just reading the news. Right. And I think that what's so amazing, which by the way, that's hilarious. I, I, you need to send me a snapshot of that. I would have loved to see that, see that, but is how important like people, people can't message correctly if they don't know what the passion is behind the message, you know? And I feel, I love that you helped him get clear on his passion, which is saving lives. Yes. And tell us more about what makes a good story stand out. Like, yes. like even, you know, you just so people know, you also are a coach of mine. I've coached with you and you've been a life changer for me. And, um, but give us more of a perspective of what makes a good story stand out so that people will want to work with you and invest with you. Right. So a good story, um, is not, uh, fluff. So a good story, um, has a vulnerability to it. The doctor I work with, like his brother, it turns out, almost died from colon cancer. And he he had always been in this line of business, a colonoscopist. And it, and it was that moment where he recognized, like, people need to get screened. My own brother is coming to me with the cancer symptoms. Like, we have to really get clear on why we're doing what we're doing and that it's not good enough to just show up. So, so what would it look like um, if you were to really own what ticks you off? I mean, he was livid that people were dying unnecessarily. Colon cancer is actually one of the only preventable cancers. You can detect the little bits of it early and just eradicate it. But most people don't know that. So wow. sharing the story of just how simple it is to get the test and making it funny and, 
and like making it that he's approachable. Like nobody really wants to have that test to begin with, but at least to have a funny, great, warm doctor, you know, is a game changer. Okay. You're going to be a little more likely to take care of this, to handle it, to think about it when you wouldn't normally otherwise. That's why I love that example. And you know, if you're sitting there thinking like, well, I don't know what my why is great. Like sit down with yourself and talk and like write a list of your top 10 passions. What is fueling you to get up out of, in, out of bed? Right. What's fueling you to leave your nine to five? Cause like one of the things I want to talk to you about, cause I was thinking about this this morning as I was getting ready for the show, Right. what does powerful prosperity mean to you, Gia? Because for me, it's not really so much about the money. This past year, I did have a month where I've made more money than I ever made in my life. It was last month. And what I, what I learned is it brought me no more joy, which is a little shocking. I, I know yeah. most people are like, what? It brought me no more joy. It actually um, made me realize that I've been playing small. And um, it also really honed into me. Like, let me think if this is bringing me more joy, like I kind of weirded me out a little bit. What does bring us joy? For me, mm. I'm a relationship person. I want to be with my friends. Someday I get to have a family. And by the way, congratulations, Gia. Thank you. Thank you. Like this is what, yes, this is what life is about, right? So we yeah. have to be mindful of what really matters. If everything material was taken away from us, what would matter? What would you stand right. for then? What could bring you joy? They say, you know, when we pity these indigenous tribes, that they're some of the most happy people because they don't even have a bandwidth for the materialism work. Right. And I'm not bashing designer things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely support like, let's, let's get pretty and let's, yeah. let's spoil ourselves for time. Time. It is my birthday today. But, yeah, girl. Yeah. But you know, like what is really powerful about you? What, what is the gift you bring out in others? Like I would like venture to say that my clients and friends would say that one of my gifts is being the light that I can light up a broadcast like this, a room yeah. or a stage, which is where those wonderful awards came in, which were most unexpected. And, and at the end of the day, you can light up somebody's life. So how are you going to choose to show up and do that? What gifts mm-hmm. will you be generous enough mm-hmm. to give? Because I promise you that that's where I figured out the money does follow. Right. You know, people and- want, want to live their dreams and they don't know how to get there. And that's why I, I am so fortunate to have the business I have. So when you say like to pull out stuff, like when you ask people, like right now people are watching and they can take away like, oh, how can I tell my story? They would, what, what tangible steps do you think they could write down right now that would help them get clear on creating a story that's true to them, like authentic, but really <clears throat> able to get out what would captivate people to want to work with them? Yes. I call it magnetic. And, um, and you had asked me earlier and I didn't fully answer, like, what's the one thing, you know, everybody has a unique value proposition. Um, that's mm-hmm. a marketing term in the marketing word. I know it sounds right. nerdy, nerdy, but we all have something that makes us stand out in the sea of sameness. So if you could write a list of unique things about you, I mean, I collect miniature books. Okay. My best friend is so over it. She's like, I hate this miniature shelf and all these miniature books. I'm throwing them away. And I'm like, no, I love miniature yeah. books. Call me weird. My name is Meredith. I collect miniature books. These are fun facts. And the right. more we embrace our weirdness, our uniqueness um, mm-hmm. and our gifts, So I would say, write down 10 things that you're amazing at. I mean, start with five if you're not even sure like where to go with that. And like, don't don't even limit yourself to something like um, 
monetizing products. Like leave that to right. sometimes to the experts. But what is it that you love? I mean, Gia, you are really good at enrolling people in things. Like you can enroll oh. people in an idea, in <laughs> buying something, um, Ooh, you're yeah. magnetic. And that gift can serve you in a million ways, you know? But if you're not aware yeah. of it, how could you right. how could you bring up the show up for the world in a big way, really, right. and magnetize the right people? You've got to just celebrate that, own it, and press into it and not shy away from your gifts. Um, and regarding writing it down, I started with it a little bit earlier, but I'm dead serious. Write down who you might like to support, where you'd like to do it, why, right. when does it make sense? Like I'm not for everybody. Generally speaking, I don't know, I don't work with newer entrepreneurs. I work with people who are looking to level up to the next level right now. In the initially in my career, I work with everybody. Um, is it to say that I wouldn't work with somebody who's newish, who's unbelievably spirited, yeah. energetic, positive? Sure, I would consider that, but I'm not for everybody. And Gia knows this. I'm also with love, brutally honest. I'm gonna say, yeah. like, you wanna flush money down the toilet, do X. Um, and that comes with love. So I'm not for everybody. So what makes you not for everybody? You know, what do you stand right. for that may not work and be clear on that? Because I think that really cleans up the path to connecting with the right clients or services or companies that you get to serve. Yeah. It's interesting because I had a, I had a client I was coaching and I thought of you and I was like, do I have a permission, even though they paid me, you know, high ticket dollar to say these things, you know what I'm talking about. And I said, she, you know, I won't say her name, so I'll protect her identity, but I know she wouldn't be mad, but she was basic. I said, what's your ideal client? And she was like, well, I want to work with people that are stuck. And then I asked her, are you sure you want to work with people that are stuck? How hard has it been for you to get out of being stuck? She was like, oh my God, so difficult. I was like, so do you want to pull teeth all day? And that's not, not to say that we don't work with people that, you know, but that's not my ideal client. I want to work with someone who's unstuck, ready to go, ready to invest, ready to do the work like you, like I'm um, maybe not at the level, but different levels come from experience. Like you have over 20 years of experience, like if not more. And I think that uh, people need to get clear on this, like what you're not, what you're not for will help you know what you are looking for, which will help you hone in your story. Is that, am I hearing you right? Kind of yes, situation? Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, what, if you look at, um, for instance, the coaching industry, which I'm in, I prefer to be considered, you know, a mentor to people. Um, that's part of my signature talk. All great things start with M, right? But at the yeah. end of the day, um, like we won't get hung up on the technical stuff. What is it about you that that nobody else has, because let's face it, there's a hundred thousand coaches out there. I think people, and you could tell me if you feel differently, Gia, are attracted to me because of my marketing messaging and journalism background. Um, right. Because I do professional public speaking, I attract a certain kind of people who are looking to either break in or do a higher level of work in those arenas. And I'm thrilled, you know, come on, let's go, let's get on this yeah. ride. Um, I am not for somebody who wants to master Excel spreadsheets. Like numbers yeah. are everything. Uh, technical <laughs> exactly. thing, analysis. Oh my God, forget it. That is not me. And I'm clear on my lane. And there was a time where people wanted to hire me for some things that I didn't enjoy. And I would say yes early on in my entrepreneurial career. So I think a powerful no is great when you're starting out too yeah. and starting to say like, oh, I don't love that. Like, thank you for offering, but no. And right. um, 
regarding regarding your uniqueness, I think the other thing that is really important is have fun. Like don't yeah. embrace your weird. Be honest when things go awry. Some of my greatest clients came from me really sharing vulnerable moments. Like my my beloved dad was dying and I just showed up saying like, I don't even know how I'm going to make it through this. And for some reason, this connected these little videos, which I never would have used to do, but my mentor Shanda, um, you know, says get messy and get out there. So, you know, we have no idea how much people are suffering right now, especially with coronavirus. But I also know so many people who are killing it right now. They have pivoted. Um, they have turned themselves inside out. They are serving people at a level right. that they've never been able to before. So if you are wishing and wanting to make a change, the first step is like committing to yourself that you're going to go for it no matter whatever it takes and taking the leap and taking new action every day. So if I could give any piece of advice, keep trying new things, write down who, what, where, when, why, and how you feel you can serve, support, and work with people. And the final thing I wanted to address is the stuck story um, you just shared with me. And thank you for sharing that. It's so true. It's like, you don't want to work with somebody who's in a, who's caught in a cycle um, of being in a story of victim or um, literally doesn't, doesn't um, shift. So my whole thing I would invite to as an opportunity is somebody can be stuck who is making millions like in a moment. Okay. But if you have to recognize when people have that as a huge block or a moment, and even myself, I think as the highest level of your leadership is being able to not just shift, but shift fasters, uh, excuse wow. me, faster. And as we've said, and we've heard from Shanda Sumter and many others, money mm-hmm. loves speed. So indecision mm-hmm. and sitting, you know, in your stress serves nobody. Right. A hundred percent. I think that's so powerful because, you know, even I think, I don't know why I have this feeling that people are like, but what if I fail? But like, what if it doesn't work? Well, I heard one of my little experts I interviewed share uh, Ellen Rohr. I don't know if you know her, but she said to me, Gia, oh, she goes, she's so cute. She's older, you know, uh, oh, sweetie, you don't fail. You never fail. It's all about you either win, you're either winning or you're learning. And that's it. There's the, it's not, it's not. And I, and I mean, you and I've had conversations where like, I'm not good at that. And you're like, it's fine. Do it anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like if it, if it was bad, did you, you, I remember you, did you learn something? Yeah, I did. Would you do it again? No, I wouldn't. That's money. That's money in the bank. Like you don't see it yet, but that's still money in the bank. And so I, I love that about you, that you are authentic and will just like be honest because permission to share one more thing authentically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also have a coach. I think all good coaches should have a coach. And uh, we were talking about something that I don't think we speak enough about, but you touched on it. And so we'll take it a little bit further. What causes people to be stuck? The cost of inaction is something that I think we should all think about. What symptoms come from inaction? And you should write this down. Mm. It's emotional. We are in our stress. It's spiritual. We feel like we're not connected. Um, And it's physical. People become ill from the stress of sitting and stuck. So the cost of inaction is horrific. 
So wouldn't right. it be better to just decide to wake up and kill it? Wouldn't it be better to wake up and decide to make a change? Wouldn't it be better to do anything than just to sit and yeah. stop? So I'm with you. If you're more committed to being in your story and stuck, I'm not the coach for you. Just like you're not the coach for somebody else. And just yeah. like you're advising somebody that you don't want to attract that. However, we can all admit we've had big obstacles through the years mm. that we've had to overcome. I would say mm-hmm. losing my dad was like the biggest to date, honestly, right. no barring anything. And thank you, God, for giving me the strength and the ability to share that story. I mean, I can't tell you how much I've spoken of, you know, as my father was ill, I left my job and I went to just be present with him. Like, and, and Mm. I had a moment where I was going to pack up and leave. And I thought, what am I crazy? This is it. This is the end. I could feel it. I don't need to go back to a job today. My dad's not going to be here to tomorrow. So why not just stay? And these powerful uh ahas we have when we're very clear on dialing into our heart and getting out of our head Mm. and just being courageous one day at a time. I believe that's what it takes. Yeah. And I think that that's so powerful because I think people right now it's 2020, which by the way, happy new year. I don't know if we said that, but it's a new year. There's new opportunity. There's a new way to live. And I think that you just really hit it. It's action and it's, it could be action with your, your emotional life, with your family, relationally, spiritually. Um, and if there's anything today that people have said, you know, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Just do it today. Do something. You know, uh, Jeff Fensler said, like, get 1% better. That's, I think that's what I hear you saying. Like, do something because it's going to make you feel better. Do you mind if I ask you one quick question before we go? Are you, do you have sure, a couple sure. more minutes? Okay. Um, so a lot of businesses tend to shy away from telling their story because they don't think it's interesting enough. I mean, I feel like people... Some people don't have parents that have died or they don't think that it's that jazzy. Um, What would be one piece of advice that that they could do today to just get out of their head and into their heart if they don't think it's interesting enough? Yeah, write the list of the things that you love and maybe take a moment to think of like moments in time that just changed you forever. I, you know, when I really think about that, I mean, it's not just loss. It's like, I ran for class president and lost, you know? Um, mm. So so that could have just been a spirit of energy of losing and defeat, but I went back the next year and I won, you know? Like I decided yes. to run again and I was student body president. And the other beautiful thing about losing was I was lazy. That's something that people just expect to win. Like as a kid, I'm like, oh, you said you're voting me and you're voting for me, I'll just show up. Well, somebody named Paul Wang wrote a speech. <laughs> You know, when we were young kids and I didn't think I needed to write a speech. Well, you can rest right. assured all summer until the next year. I was working on my speech yeah. <laughs> for the following year. We all have a choice, like be committed to failing um, and look at your failures when you have. And there's always gold in there, as you alluded to before. So if you really take a look at um, all of the things and defining moments in your life, it's not that you're trying to tug at heartstrings. Trust me, like it doesn't feel good to talk about, you know, my dying or didn't feel good to talk about my dying dad, but it feels immeasurably good not to hold back. There was a time as a TV anchor and a journalist, I was trained, Gia, to just have perfect hair. I never yeah. want to come on with my crazy Jewish waves today, you know, um, yeah. that, that um, the only thing that mattered was appearance and nobody cared about me, my personality, my thoughts. 
So I was trained to hold all that back. So it was actually against everything that I learned when I when I recognized that in the real world, people don't connect to a look. Like, yes, you yeah. might say, where'd you get that shirt, Meredith? I want to buy it. But that is not what's going to make them hire you, want to work with you, invest with you. It is right. when you are genuine, authentic, raw, and vulnerable, and you're taking a stand for something. So I can't believe I haven't said that till now, but what do you stand for? Right. That's beautiful. Writing that down. <laughs> oh, I, I have a lot one. of notes. I, I just want you to know that like people who win in life take notes and they, um, and they do what is, you know, shared with them. It's like looking in the mirror and walking away and forgetting what you just saw. And I think that notes kind of put perspective and help it ingrain. So we're, you know, you, every time we talk, I'm like, do, 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 do. I'm always writing down tons of notes. So one of the last things I always ask people that I interview, um, and you know, you've done an amazing job at kind of sharing with us the five W's and the, the H, the how, and just about, you know, five to 10 things that we love to do. You've shared, you know, what, it, what, what do we stand for? I think if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Uh, isn't that how this story goes? Yes. And I think that you represent that in such a beautiful and powerful way. And we always ask one last question though, what, like if you could leave our viewership with one thought and one way to start this year in great success, like what would it be? Oh, beautiful. Um, to take that baggage that you carried last year, the heartache, the uncertainty and the fear and just let it go and let yourself not only let go of the baggage, but let go of the fear and the uncertainty for tomorrow. And most importantly, get present to the present. That's the greatest gift you can give yourself. And I just believe that there's so much, not only freedom, joy, but possibility when we surrender and let go of all the things that went wrong before and forget. And this went away. You I mean, this was not how I was raised. My dad was like, you've got to be focused on the future all the time, you know, college. And I, I love my daddy more than anything, but it took a totally new perspective to recognize mm. that we're missing out when we're exactly. stuck worrying about tomorrow, when yesterday mm. is really um, diminishing our thoughts and energy and spirit. So I would say get present to the present and you will find that you are the greatest gift to give and everything you have, everything it takes, right? Gia? Everything. Yes. And it's funny. Cause if you don't, if you don't feel like you have, it takes, you can call Meredith, you can call me, you can like get help, you know, and, Go to and, and invest in yourself, which whether it's, you know, a personal trainer or a, you know, a high level coach like us or anything like you have everything you need right here. And I just, I just bless you, Meredith. Thank you so much. You're one of my favorite people in the world and you are so beautiful. And I love what you're doing to change the planet. Um, helping really high profile people live at their highest level is such an investment of your, of your gifting. And I just, and I'm just one of the recipients of your, uh, of who you are and, Look what, look what we've been able to accomplish. You know, it's a powerful thing. So I hope you feel such a sense of accomplishment when you look at my life and in value. So 
I just love you and you're amazing. So <laughs> I love you. What a great birthday gift to be with you. And I hope Yay. everybody at home is running down a dream and on their way to powerful prosperity, which is the mission. Yes. Yes. Happy new year. All right. Go have a beautiful day. Enjoy your birthday. And I can't wait to see you soon. Love you, Thank so, you so much. much. Love you. You too. Love you too. Bye. Bye.